Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going, man? Shay, it's going really well. It's uh, crazy that we're here, honestly. I, I'm stunned that we're recording it this episode. Blows my mind every time. Today we are celebrating the two-year anniversary of the third party podcast. Two full years before we kind of dive into the celebration, a fun episode full of some of our favorite things about Apex and answering some listener questions, we want to make sure you join us on Discord to ask those questions for the podcast, chat about Apex, find teammates, and receive third-party updates. Link for that is in the description of the show. If you want to see another two years of a third-party podcast, please mm-hmm. go check out our Patreon. There's a ton more content, bonus episodes, gaming sessions with us, exclusive merchandise, replica weapons signed by us, not to mention... The next uh, third-party invitational happening in about a month. So go sign up. It really supports the show, and you can get a lot of cool stuff. Get a lot of cool stuff, uh, for sure. For sure. Let's get into it, though, and celebrate two years of the third-party podcast. We kind of had this fun idea of what we were going to do today. Last year, we did an interview, interviewing... I kind of given some background on ourselves and to all the people out there. But today we're going to keep it super apex focused and go over our favorite, not just moments of the show, but our favorite things about apex legends at its core stuff that we shared. I feel like two years ago, back when we first started in some of like our intros, but stuff that hasn't really kind of come up again, uh, except for the random question here or there. Yeah. Yeah. So before we do any of that though, we just want to say some big thank yous. Kick us off. Who do you want to thank, HB, at the start? I mean, thank you to everybody who's listening. Uh, mm-hmm. to everybody that has told a friend about the podcast, has followed us on any of our social media. Um, certainly thank you to our amazing patrons for allowing us to do this podcast together. It's really been not only a dream come true, but a joy mm-hmm. and has opened up so many doors for us uh, personally and professionally that I don't think could have ever been opened without you, the listener. Yeah, 100%. Like I, I will say like with 100% certainty, this podcast is a huge part of how you know I have my current job and my current professional life that provides for myself and is opening avenues for Henry and I to do really cool stuff together in the future in the podcasting industry. And that wouldn't have been happened unless you guys listened to our very first episode. And it's just crazy to think about, man, because what you're a supply chain management major in college, Mm -hmm. like working on building out your own product and trying to figure out how you want to start your own business. And I was working for the Blazers and I was just dedicated to having a career in sports and Truly, I feel like everything has shifted since this pod. It is without a doubt that it completely changed our lives. And I think for the much, much better. I love what we're doing right now. I think we look forward to recording this podcast every single week. We love the community and team that we've been able to grow around the podcast, but also our new company, Third Party Productions, uh, that's working in this space of games and podcasts and audio video, multimedia production. I love it. And I'm excited for more. And right now, things are going really good. You know, we're happy. We're finding our little success in our space. And we're still able to 
make time for other jobs as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if that continues. And we got to give some more thank yous to our mods in the Discord, keeping things civil and keeping things awesome. A great community over there. And special shout out to Rai, who's been the admin of the mods since the beginning of the Discord, essentially, and uh, is just major for keeping things running over there. Uh, big thank you to our editors, video for a while there, and audio now. Like, couldn't have be doing this pod without you guys in terms of the time constraints. Thank you to the social media managers that have been around and, you know, your JP editor, social media manager, working on productions now. Thank you to our girlfriends, you know, Cameron, myself, and Sky for Henry for putting up with us, uh, setting out what three hours on every Tuesday out of everybody's day to record pods and who knows how many hours talking and playing about Apex and writing the show outside of that, man. Like, yeah. oof, Big brutal. commitment from them. Big commitment from them. And uh, thank you to our families who truly, truly have been huge supporters. It's been very kind. Henry and I are very lucky to have uh, supportive parents that have been just really happy that we've kind of been able to do this project together. And man, I feel like there's more people to thank. I truly do. Uh, anyone we're missing at all, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to everybody. Definitely a, a big shout out to Sky, my girlfriend. She's been a lot of help. Uh, and like you said, Shay, our families have surprisingly to me been really supportive. I don't <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have a child someday, but if my child wants to waste their time talking about video games into a microphone, <laughs> I don't know if I'd be as supportive as them. So I definitely like that they allowed me to go to university and then pretty much pursue an entire career working in a, a not very lucrative industry in gaming and then in a kind of new media, which is podcasting. Very risky, very scary, mm -hmm. um, but... They've, they've definitely supported us. Yep. And big thank you. Big thank you, everyone. I truly can't believe it's been two years. We've been talking about all week that it just feels like it's been one year. Like, haven't missed yeah. a show in two years. It's wild. I don't know if it's a COVID thing. Like, the, just the years have kind of blended together. But it legitimately doesn't feel like two years. I think we've only been doing the podcast for a year. <laughs> and it's all a lie. Like, it, it seems like such a long amount of time. And we were talking about it before the recording about how long we were recording in person. Like, mm -hmm. long, long time. Year and a half, pretty much every single week, sitting down, recording, in the bedroom. Um, it's mental. And now we've been remote dealing with all that BS for a while now, too. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Over there, Henry and I are off video right now, not looking at each other because of some technical difficulties. So, yeah, we're working on that. Two years, we still haven't figured it out, I guess. <laughs> Isn't that sad? I that mean, is sad. We definitely know so much more than we used to. We have oh, such yeah. better equipment than we used to. Um, what I really like is that I don't think our content has really changed a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's really bad. Uh, I don't know if a lot of creators <laughs> would say the same. Like my first video is pretty similar to my my current videos. My current two years um, later. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, there probably is a drastic difference. But the quality that we set out from the beginning, I think, has been maintained uh, without a doubt. And I think it's only gotten better. Um, mm -hmm. But in terms of what we talk about, how we do it. We definitely got better at speaking and reading, but 
I still suck at reading and speaking. <laughs> it's our biggest weakness. <laughs> if anybody wants to start a podcast, you should definitely reach out. We'd love to chat. But if you think if you can't that you're, read, yeah. <laughs> if you can't read or spell, that is not an obstacle for you because we cannot read or spell. We can't. <laughs> There's no barriers. As long as you can talk and form somewhat cohesive words. Oh my God, I just. Yep. Yep. Oh God. It's the story oh, of our life. So God, it's like, right there. It's been really fun. I can't believe it's been two years. The changes that have happened in Apex surrounding us has also been pretty drastic. Like to think about yeah. where the game was two years ago, it's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten so much, had so many changes, but uh, the third party's been here. And yeah. we're going to go through more stuff that we've done over the years. Uh, yeah. But I think it's time to dive into the Apex stuff. Let's start with our favorite, our favorite legends. Okay. I'll kick us off and then you can follow suit. Um, I've got a much different relationships with the legends than Henry does. Henry's got his main. I haven't had a main, that feels like, in a while. But I got three favorites I got written down here. And all things aside, I love Every single in the game for one reason or another. They're all great. But Mirage. Gotta, gotta love everything about him. The voice, the animations. Like, I love the lore. Like, Mirage is the character that truly, I believe, hooked me into Apex in terms of the storytelling and just being so fun to watch and fun to watch get blown up and killed in every single trailer. He's an absolute blast. Um, Pathfinder. Another one of my favorites, probably the first main I ever had. The first introduction to just crazy movement in a shooter like this. I'll forever love the positive optimism of Pathfinder. Um, And then this third one, slightly, I think some people, if you haven't been listening for a while, might say, if you've been listening for a while, they say this is recency bias. But Henry, I think you can vouch that I have been a huge fan of this legend in terms of the animations, the skins, and the voice forever, and that's Watson. Like, I love Watson. I love that she introduced a new style of gameplay into Apex. I love that she has a unique res animation. She is just so fun. She's got the relationship with the Nessies that is just adorable and amazing. Some great skydive emotes. Those are three of my favorite legends. Yeah, I I definitely have to back you up. I mean, what's not to love about Watson? Uh, She's so fun. pretty much the most beloved character in the game. And Uh, now we're getting dubs with her. And now we're just getting dubs like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think those are definitely some good calls. Um, You know, Gibraltar has been my my main for a long, long time. I love Gibraltar. Um, I I love to win, and that's kind of why (laughs) I like Gibraltar. I think his kit really allows me to do that best. Um, I play other legends for the podcast. You know, I have to play all the legends and have a working knowledge, but... Gibraltar is my most efficient legend, without a doubt. Um, it also it just kind of fits my playstyle. You know, mm-hmm. I, you can definitely say that other legends can be better at winning games, but I don't have the best mobility. You know, I prefer single fire weapons so that I don't waste an entire R9 clip. Um, you know, and I think Gibraltar allows me to focus on my strengths of playing strategically playing a little bit slower, using cover. Um, and so I, I really like Gibraltar for that reason. One of the 
funny things like you say Mirage is somebody you really uh, connect with and think is funny and like their personality. Probably mm-hmm. the same with Pathfinder. Gibraltar isn't really like me in a lot yeah, of ways, yeah. um, mm-hmm. which is funny. I really love Gibraltar. Um, I wish I was more like Gibraltar. Like he's a really <laughs> positive guy. Um, he's you know willing to put his lap on the line, which I really like. He's very superhero esque in my eyes, um, but he's huge. He's a big yeah. guy, and I don't really view myself as a big guy. You know, like I'm five eleven, one twenty, and Gibraltar yeah. is like three hundred pounds. You know, like <laughs> he's a big guy. So we definitely are a funny juxtaposition. Well, um, if we're talking about weight, I don't know if I can compare myself <laughs> to Pathfinder, but <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably not. Um, yeah, Pathfinder is a half ton. But uh, other legends that I definitely hold uh, in the top as favorites are Loba. Rampart, Valkyrie. I love to play all three of those mm-hmm. ladies. I think they have such fun kits that I feel have been underrated at one time or another, uh, and they shouldn't be because I, I really play well with them and enjoy them. And the other one is Fuse, and that's kind yeah. of a meme. That's kind of a joke um, because Fuse is really just not going to be in the top uh, of Apex, but as a solo legend, I think Fuse is a lot of fun. His current state is a lot more powerful than he released that. And uh, I definitely have some fun moments with Fuse in terms of getting good clips. Yeah, I think uh, those are all great choices. I I love all those legends too. Like, I loved playing with Gibraltar with you for so long. You know, I'm a huge Loba Valk fan. Like, I've just, he had huge stints on those legends for periods of times. Like, they're all great. And you've been. The biggest Rampart believer for the longest time and have been loyal to her. So I respect you putting her in your favorite legend category. Trying. Trying. Let's talk about our favorite weapons. And uh, Henry, let's get a little. Your favorite weapon is? The G7 Scout. Huge surprise. It's the greatest weapon that ever touched the game. Um what I think is really funny about it is we both played a lot of Titanfall 2. Like, that yeah. was a big mm-hmm. shooter uh, for us. And I didn't really use the G2 really at all. Um, I definitely had used the weapon. I was very familiar with it. Um, but it definitely wasn't in my top five, top seven loadouts in Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the fact that I really picked it up and had a strong connection with it and Apex is kind of interesting, I think. Um, but man, it's it's an absolute injustice that it's in the supply drop. Um, <laughs> it should have never happened. I hope it never happens again. And we're overdue for its return to the ground. Truly, truly agreed. Uh, I feel like I'm so basic here with this answer, but I'm saying the R301, and it's my most used gun of all time. Old reliable. I've always been a sucker for the. AR in video games that just has great recoil, really easy to control. I feel so fun. Like, I just have so much fun when I'm playing Apex with the R301. It's consistent. I'm always going to love it. It's got great skins. Like, I think it is a great weapon. And I'll throw in a a shout-out as well to the bow because I begged the game for so long to put it in there. And then they finally did. And I still do enjoy using the bow a good amount. Um, Those are some of my favorite weapons, though, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of contenders. Like, I love the weapons. We talk about weapons all the time. Um, I, I don't want to even get started because I will. But <laughs> the reason that the R301 
is really the greatest overall weapon is it's just power and versatility. And it's unrivaled. If you mm-hmm. want to take a trip down memory lane, uh, you should go back and listen to Light versus Heavy. That's a memory um, lane. Because yeah. not only is it a really critical episode in terms of us diving into numbers, unlocking different numbers, I, I believe that's kind of where we pioneered the accuracy metric uh, mm-hmm. for comparing weapons. So it was a big episode for us in terms of first, but it kind of boiled down to Flatline or R301. Mm-hmm. And we love both weapons, but if you have to choose, you choose the R301. And it really comes down to the barrel stabilizer. Like, it's so, so good that you can use this weapon up close, at far, with a three times, with a one times, with a no times. Like, the, the R301 is the greatest gun. And... It is very hard to challenge that, even though we have some really, really good competitors to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love so many of the weapons in the game. Even the most hated gun in the game, the Mozambique, has rose to glory like since the beginning of the inauguration of Apex. So, yeah, the weapons are one of our favorite things about this game. We try to say it a lot. Let's talk about our favorite season of all time, though. And this was a hard one, but lead us off with what you got first. Yeah, so my gut reaction was season five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, you know, Loba was released. We were back on Kings Canyon. I think we had a really nice Kings Canyon update despite Schooltown being taken away. We got charge towers. We got the rig. Um, and then we also got a lot of good stuff. We got the map room added. We had two reworks, mm-hmm. one to Lifeline, one to Mirage. We had a lot of good uh, legend balancing. And then to cap it all off, the rank split was King's Canyon and World's Edge. And it was one of our most successful ranked grinds of all time. So season five, I think at the time, we really enjoyed it. And looking back, it was definitely one of the better seasons. Yeah, season five was awesome. And it was one of the first instances of like, lore easter eggs like coming through where we had quest yeah well we had loba in the revenant trailer the season before and then loba shows up in season five as the lex legend like really really cool foreshadowing there which was so awesome to see It, it was a great season no doubt about it um i have written in here season three okay and there are some cons with season three uh the biggest one being the charge rifle, okay? Because I don't think that was a very exciting gun, but I think for some people, they'll always love the charge rifle when it first came out because it was the you know reason so many people got 4Ks early on, people will tell sure. you. Yeah, well, who knows? I love uh, crypto as well. I've always been a crypto fan, despite some of the uh, negatives about his kit and his actual gameplay. The character himself, very cool, very fun. I love the lore of him coming into the game. But most importantly, Season 3 brought us World's Edge, which is, by most people, and myself included, believed to be the best map to enter Apex Legends. And the hype on the release trailer for a new map pretty early into a game's iteration in comparison to other BRs was just so cool. And then we got, you know, the Holiday Bash Collection event. So we got, uh, you know, our favorite LTM for the first time. We got Mirage Voyage, which was like our favorite POI for probably a calendar year. Uh, There was just some really cool stuff added to the game that season that I truly do love. 
Yeah, it was a, a pivotal season for us as well as players, I would say. Mm-hmm. I think we really found our stride in the game in season three, and then we probably hit our max hours uh, mm-hmm. played in season three as well after kind of taking our break season two uh, to play the new Call of Duty at the time. Um, and so definitely season three could be the reason that we even started the podcast. So yep. definitely a big season, but also just capital city. Like capital it city, was, man. and then it mm-hmm. was never really the same. And mm-hmm. uh, that was season three. The train, the train too, kind man. kind of tough one that I was going back and forth on in terms of a favorite season was season six. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And a couple of reasons. First one being it's our longest episode to date was the <laughs> launch episode for season six. Um, and maybe that should be a, a, a sign that it was a good season. We had so many great changes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we get implemented Evo Armor which is huge. We implemented yeah. the replicator, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Those two things alone um, are pretty massive in terms of impacting the the game as a whole. Um, at the time, we were disappointed. Um, I think that Rampart wasn't really the legend that we wanted uh, at the time. Having the quests kind of not pick up and not get the continuation of Ash or Blisk um, following the season five quest was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then losing the train was disappointing. And uh, there was just a couple things that just made it not the best season. But in retrospect, some huge, huge changes uh, occurred in that season that I think we're really feeling even today uh, yeah. in the current state. I think that's very, very well said. Before we get into the rest of our favorites, though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Let's get into the next one. Our favorite LTM. Should we throw control in there, Henry? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We could. It's a tough, tough thing to pick a favorite because an LTM is something that is fresh and new. Like it mm-hmm. comes, what's not to love? You know, I, I pretty much am going to love any LTM for the most part because it's a new way to play Apex and it's temporary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think uh, we've made it clear, though, what our favorite is for anyone that's listened to the podcast for a while now. We are huge fans of Winter Express as the number one LTM for just the mechanics introduced in terms of like a different style of how you play apex it's a huge thing like we said that hooked us back in season three mm-hmm. and back into apex really maximizing the gunfights and having this really controlled area of engagement on the train the three team team deathmatch vibe is really cool like i'm a huge fan of the old uh, uncharted like three team deathmatch of uh 2v2v2 like it just reminds me of that as well so i've always loved this ltm Anything else you want to say about it? Because it's yeah. a, it's a, there's just so many cool features from weapon loadouts to everything. Like, so cool. I don't want to do a whole love song about it, <laughs> but I love the three teams. And I love it being really the first objective-based Apex mode. Like, mm-hmm. I love it, I love it, I love it. And I want it again. Like, uh, yep. I, I want more LTMs to be like Winter Express. Um, and the fact that it kind of paved the way for control, which could be a pivotal factor in this year of Apex, I think mm-hmm. uh, definitely 
is a testament of the power of Mirage and the Winter Express. Totally, totally, totally. Uh, next, our favorite, our favorite BR map. I'll let you kick this one off because I feel like you've got more of a yeah. pole coming between two for you than I do. Not to say that I don't love multiple of the maps. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I definitely have strong feelings on this. For the longest time, Kings Canyon was the favorite BR. Mm-hmm. My favorite rotations, it really has this idea of power positions that I think we kind of made our mark on and I think we're able to build out the podcast around in a really big way. Um, the classic buildings and feel of the map I love, um, as well as the nostalgia, you know. And for the first year of the podcast, it felt like we were defending Kings Canyon and there were really intense conversations about should it be a ranked map? Should it be a pro map? Is it good as a pubs map? Should it just be gone entirely? Should it come back? And uh, I don't know, a lot of energy went into thinking and talking about Kings Canyon as a map. And so I, I would kind of quickly say that's that's my favorite BR map, except for the fact that World's Edge is superior to all others. And <laughs> I kind of wish it wasn't true because of all that time and energy that I've kind of spent defending and enjoying Kings Canyon. I'm not really saying there's anything wrong with Kings Canyon, uh, but World's Edge is better. It just is the idea of having a hot drop, something that I think is really, really important uh, to mm-hmm. the fun of a map. And World's Edge has that, unlike any other map in its current state. Yep. And in terms of the rotations and the POIs, in terms of the quality of the quantity, it's not even close. World's Edge, I can pretty much drop anywhere and be happy and confident about the game that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. And that is what I think makes a stellar map. Well, well said. I can't agree with you more. I truly do. I'm in that vein. Like World's Edge is, it's just goaded. It truly is. It has something for everyone. If you want to play Edge, feel free. If you want to have a unique feature, go to Big Mod, an incredible you know town takeover. If you want to drop hot, you go to Fragment, like, by the way, there's a whole nother city if you want to go to uh, uh, Skyhook. It's just something for everyone. Bulletown's Trial is so cool. I, I love that map so dang much. It's the perfect balance between kind of the openness of Olympus and maybe some of that more close quarterness of King's Canyon. It, it really toes the line well. But I truly do love, I do love King's a ton. And I'm, I have an appreciation for Stormpoint as well and the artistic style over there. Um, Olympus, the colors are great. And that's it. And that's it. <laughs> yep, yep. No. Um, no, yeah. but yeah. yeah. I mean, we've been playing Olympus right now. You know, like yeah. that's the split that we're on. Um, you're playing Watson. We have Maggie out here. The, the map is really not designed uh, for those legends, honestly. And to explain that a little bit further, Dave Ozai designed Olympus and its building structure to counter Watson as a player. Like, intense target on her back. There are not very many spaces you can place a pylon. It's very difficult to fence those really open buildings, and it's not even because of the size of the the entryways, but also our guy Dave put a potted plant in almost every corner, so you can't even put a fence 
node there. So it it's a tough map when you think about our play style and what we're currently doing, but also the rotations just kill me. The, the map is just not as good as any of the others in my eyes. I agree. I agree. Okay, this is a fun one. Let's talk about our favorite third-party episodes of all times. I, we, we got such a good list here. Such a good list here. Yeah. Choose it, one. Choose one. It's really I'm gonna hard. I'm going to make you pick one right now. We can talk about them all. That's on the list here. But if there's one head and shoulders above the rest, what is it for you? I think the episode... That is my favorite overall. There's probably the three numbers that matter episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was With a guest. Great. Yeah, it had a guest. You know, we mm-hmm. included a really prominent community member, which I loved. Um, but it was also just it flowed super well. I thought the content was extremely well done. It was well received. So that adds to my uh, appreciation of the episode. Um, I, I think that it's a really good one. But it's hard to pick, and I want I want to talk about some others as yeah. well. But what's your favorite overall, if not oh, the three man. numbers? Yeah, yeah. Besides three numbers, obviously, yeah. I, there, there's two I go back and forth between. But if I was, you know, having to pick one, the MNK versus controller episode was one of my favorites of all time. Not as like a controller player that just needed the opportunity to kind of talk about it, but I feel like. There is so much not great information out there about mouse and keyboard versus control. And so whether you, you know, we tried to come into it without having a strong opinion either way. And I feel like we did a good job of just telling people the facts of how those two inputs work and trying to figure out the debate for people in a pretty calm way, which does not happen on social media when you see the M&K versus controller arguments going rampant, essentially. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I really like that episode. What's the one that it goes back and forth with? Uh, the our first interview with lead game designer. Yeah. Like that was just such a cool moment for us um, in terms of learning some of the thoughts of the game and how it was designed at that time, um, and really just kind of I think you and I both agree. Like we felt like oh my goodness, like the podcast just got some like really good street cred. Like we really felt legitimized yeah. in that we were talking with a huge you know, person in the Apex scene, a decision maker. And not only were they a fun conversation, but I feel like they we had such a great conversation with them and that like they felt kind of impressed by us at the same time, going back and forth, like having some yeah. interesting conversation and not just Q&A. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I definitely felt the same way in terms of kind of the honor and the excitement behind it. It was also a big episode because we broke news for the entire Apex community. You know, we had never yeah. before mm-hmm. had actual pick rates or any numbers direct from the source. And we got a lot out of that episode in terms of what goes into decisions and what was the current state of legend popularity. We had no idea before then. And then suddenly our eyes were opened. For sure. For sure. What are some of the other ones though we should talk about? I mean, we mentioned. Oh my goodness, I'm blending together our recordings right now. I think it's actually last recording, so we didn't mention it, but Tacticals versus Ultimates yep. has to be a really fun one. The invention of true cooldown, such a cool number to kind of, I feel like, give us another look into how the legends are actually designed and work. I love that episode forever. 
Yeah, a lot of the episodes we did last season, I really enjoyed. That one included Slept on Legends, Passives. I really like those. Um, I I don't really want to call out an interview that we've done. We talked about the lead game designer the first time we had him on the show. Um, The macro interview was probably up there in the most enjoyable episodes we ever recorded. It was such a fun time. Like, I think we just connected on so many things Apex related, and mm-hmm. we hadn't really had an experience with another player or content creator before. Um, we just really vibed with Macro, and yeah. uh, I really liked the guy. So that was a fun one. Um, other episodes that I think we kind of like and we're biased on is the ones <laughs> that feel different. You know, like yeah. a lot of these yeah. are a little bit more abstract than our normal content. But the episode where we talked about is Respawn a small studio? That was a really fun one because we got to do some real research, got to do some kind of thinking about it and not just talking about the gameplay features like we normally do. Then the other one, which is a Patreon exclusive, is uh, our skill-based matchmaking breakdown. Um, It's got to be one of the best episodes still, for sure. (laughs) What an epic, like, breakdown i think i don't know if we put in more work on an episode than that collectively before um but we were doing calculus you know trying to figure (laughs) out uh how exactly things were formulated uh in terms of the matchmaking system because that's really what's going on under the hood and thinking about the different options for skill-based matchmaking. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it broken? Is it doing well? What are the different constraints? How could it be fixed? I think it's a really good episode that I think gives a lot of insight, but also a lot of good answers um, to how it could be better. I still don't even know where Ranked Arenas, though, falls in with the that episode oh, we did. So we'd have to bring that up on our anniversary show. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the most trash system (laughs) in Apex Legends. Ranked arenas could disappear tomorrow, and I would rejoice. It it just needs to get. It just needs to get bombed. It needs to get (laughs) out of the game. (laughs) Oh my goodness! I love it. Just rework from the start. Let's talk about the next topic. Yep, let's move it on. Uh, next, we got our favorite third-party merch. Here are some of the options, okay, that we've talked about here. We got the hat, the epic third-party hat, the t-shirts. We got third-party shirts. We got Patreon third-party shirts. We got the hoodie. We got the poster. What stands out to you? So when we did the... Patreon fan made designed exclusive t shirt that we still yep. sell only to patrons at a certain tier. That was really, really cool. Like working mm-hmm. directly with the designer to come up with something completely original, with something we're really excited about, still wear it all the time. Love that one. My favorite overall, honestly, has to be the hat. But okay. The one that I'm most proud of is the poster. It just yeah. turned out so good. And I'm looking at it right now. I mm-hmm. love it. Like It's just such a an awesome thing that we were able to do uh, with an artist, with Amber. And she's so talented. And I think our vision was really well executed. And I hope we do more stuff like that. 
because yeah. it's cool. Uh, I got to say, the hat is my most used, my most worn, but the poster is still top of my list for all the reasons you mentioned. The design is just perfect, and I feel like it's unique as well, you know? Like, no, there aren't posters like that out there for Apex, and yeah. it's really dang cool that we were able to, you know, I go through a lot of work to ship them out, though, unfortunately, but we're able to figure out how to get that to everyone. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I truly do love mine. And I will have it hanging in the gaming setup area for a very, very long time. Um, but yeah, more merch is coming. We got to say right here. Um, and we have some sweet news to share about it. I don't think we can share right now unless you want to get crazy. I but can't. I no. can't. But it, we can't. it's, it's going to be epic. I don't want to get anybody too excited, but I'm really excited. And it could be the biggest, uh, you know, drop of Apex history. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, in terms of the design, I think it's going to turn out awesome. I agree. I agree. And then our last favorite for the day, and honestly, probably the last topic of the day, because this episode's going, we're talking about our favorites for a lot longer than I was expecting. So let's talk about our favorite third party event of all time here's it's so great every event we've been able to do i feel like we've gotten incredible support it's been such a blessing to have this community behind us i feel like you know when you look at our community in comparison to some of the streamers out there we're the largest podcast but you know it's not like we're nice wig you know this huge audience our events have been such a great way to connect with people and Mm -hmm. your guys' support rivals Everyone else is out there. It truly feels like a couple of the things we have on our list here of our favorite third-party events that we could go through are the firing range tournament we did, the subathon we did, our birthday stream, and most recently the third-party invitational. Which one stands out to you? If you can even pick one to stand out, all of them were honestly a lot of fun um, mm-hmm. and had a lot of preparation behind them as well. Like yeah, these were yeah. a lot of work for us, you know. We we throughout the last two years, we've either been full time students or full time workers or moving or doing crazy stuff. And so the podcast has been consistent. Events uh, are definitely a, an additional load on top of that. Um, I think, ah man, it, it's hard for me because. I know what you're going to say, and I fully agree with everything you're going to say, <laughs> and I love it. But the subathon was pretty cool. Like playing no, that was for 13 hours mm-hmm. all the way through, having the incredible support that we received, um, everything we did around it, like the highlight reel afterwards. Um, I think it was just so well done. And even though streaming is a real technical obstacle, I think we pulled it off really well, and yeah. it was fun. It's something I would do again. Um, the subathon, so the subathon. I have so many good and bad memories from. I know, like, I know, I, I do too. We had. I spent. I like. I mean, how much time did I spend into trying to figure out that two PC setup with the dual screen thing for us through Discord, like on yeah. the tech side of things? Like we, we tried a some, new computer. We tried some experimental (laughs) stuff for the subathon, but then it all didn't work, and that was sad. But 
I what I loved about this subathon was I felt like, you know, and and Henry and I are open. We'll answer any questions you guys answer, ask in Discord or five star question about like our personal lives and our previous work and stuff. But the subathon was such a cool, unique opportunity for us to share some of the other games we loved playing mm-hmm. with our community. Um, we got to be the number one Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint <laughs> streamers out there for a little bit there. It's true. Um, and we got to share some of our old YouTube stuff with the community, which was so fun because, you know, I think like we look back on it. We're really proud of the work. There's maybe a little bit of cringe in there, but it's still such a fun thing that I have incredibly fond memories of doing with the hiking vlogs with you. And sharing that with the community was so amazing. Um, yeah, the subathon was all around fantastic. Um but I mean, the third-party invitational was also so great and such one I just absolutely love. And I'm excited that we get to keep doing that going forward. It was a very special opportunity to connect with our patrons in a new way and something we had been dreaming about from the start. So that was really cool to kind of see come true, honestly. Yeah, I'm pumped to do another invitational. I think that it's hard to rival that in terms of hype and uh, doing something so connected with Apex, actually playing uh is quite the opportunity that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just again pumped to do again. Man, two years though. That's gonna wrap up the episode. Anything you want to share though before we say peace here? Um, thank you. You know, thank thanks you. Mm-hmm. Uh, to everybody. Hopefully, you like this episode. You know, we try to be super transparent. Uh, if you're on the Discord. Definitely, you can ask us questions on there. Help us in feedback on what you'd like to listen for the next year or two of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we love to hear your feedback and we love to interact. So definitely reach out if you have never uh, done so before. Um, and we love to to meet our listeners. So thanks for making this possible. 100% echo everything. Huge thank you. We wouldn't be doing this show still without you, and so much of our lives would not have come to the great place they've been without you guys. So with that, though, I want to say thank you to our producer of the third party, 10, as well as our dropship captain, Luke, who support us over on Patreon, subscribe on Apple Pods, drop a follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord. View the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>